You Can't Sit With Me, hosted by Deanna Espear. Very excited about this week's guest. I hate it when people are like, I'm so excited about this week's guest, but I'm genuinely excited because I've been trying to book you for months. I know. Well, thank you for being patient. Okay. Uh, my life has been upside down. I'm just, just when I think I'm back to normal, something else happens, but I'm here. When it rains, it pours. It's been crazy. I, I have know. Grant Rutter from Grant's Rants. I know you must be, it's so unfamiliar for you for me to say Grant instead of Grant. Yes, it is odd. It's like, it doesn't rhyme. Grant's Rants, Grant's Rants. Grant's Rants. <laughs> yes. It's a different take, but I like it. It's it more a sophisticated version. It's like my name. You know, my name's Diana. It's not Diana. So when people call okay. me Diana, I'm like, who the fuck are you talking to? I can't recognize myself. Right. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. And like, you know, we, we both have very different accents. We do. <laughs> you know, it's going to be funny to hear. Just just to listen to this show will be an enjoyment. I get hated on so much because of my accent because it's kind of English, but it's not super English like this. And so people are like, what are you? Are you American? Are you Australian? I'm like, I'm an international citizen. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was trying to figure it out myself listening to your show. And I was like, oh, I'm just, I, I like it. Do you know what I appreciate about you? You didn't come up to me and say, are you Australian? If you don't know, don't guess. Yeah, I know. And I feel like that you're bound to offend somebody, you know? So with asking those types of questions, I'd rather just hear it from you. Exactly. And a lot of people, you know, come up to me at bars and they're like, oh my gosh, are you Australian? I'm like, first of all, you sound like an ignorant person. I wouldn't guess Australian, No. I appreciate that because I literally do not sound Australian at all. No, I don't get it. I have, I'm very opinionated about how people approach me as a human, but you never approached me. I was very thirsty to have you on the show, so I have no judgment towards you yet. <laughs> well, thank you. You'll be on Grant's Rants as the shows are coming out at the same time. At the same time, very different pop culture topics. Yes. Yeah. You'll get a mix. Something new, something new, blah, blah, blah. Every episode. So make sure you tune into Grant's Rants. Grant's Rants. Yes. Did I sound like a Southern girl? <laughs> That's how I said. You're going to say it through your nose. Grant's Rants. <laughs> how do you say it? Let me try and do it. Uh, Grant's Rants. Grant's Rants. That's it. Really? Yeah. It was kind of a fail, I feel like, but still, <laughs> I give it a good try. I like the fancy version. I like the way you say it. Grant's Rance. Yeah, I like that. Maybe I should be your intro voice. Maybe this I, is yeah. Grant's Rance. I feel like I need better topics now. I need more inter international take with that. <laughs> but this is what this podcast is about. It's my international take on everything Hollywood, everything LA, because just like you, I work. I worked in hosting, production, you know, I've come across many celebrities and you know what? A lot of the times... They fucking suck. A lot of the times I'm pleasantly surprised, I will say that. But mm -hmm. I just feel like with everything that's coming out in the press, it just makes me not like them. I, I've been quite disenchanted recently, more than ever, with, yeah. with just the business. Don't you things. feel like it's boring at this point? Like it's stale? Well, pop culture I find to be very stale. I don't see the news breaking that used to break. I just don't see articles that are really being written about things. I'm seeing a lot of things like what someone commented on someone's Instagram is now a whole article. And that to me isn't news. I yeah. Mean, and for what we do, how do you craft a story around or a conversation around like an Instagram comment? Wait, and I was struggling so hard with finding topics for this week because everything Ugh. is so fucking boring that my story is about an Instagram comment. Most of them are. Mine too. 
exactly. Um, so how do you, how would you say you kind of stay on top of it and stay motivated with your pop culture podcast, you know, with the news being just so generic at this point and it's all just petty and Instagrammy and just boring. It really is. And honestly, I'm just, I'm losing my, my love for it. And it's unfortunate. I mean, I keep now talking about how, but you know, pop culture died in 2007 and, you know, like there's just, there's not, it's not the same. How do I stay motivated is, I mean, I still, I pay a lot of attention to Instagram and I see what really strikes my attention. Mm Mm-hmm. I have to have an opinion about it yeah. to really talk about it on the podcast. Because uh, if not, like, I, I'll just be honest. I really don't care about this. So why am I talking about it? Exactly. Um, you know, some things like this whole thing going on with OC Housewives, Megan King, Edmonds. I don't know if I'm that interested in the threesome and all that. I, it's just so I don't talk about it. Right. You know, but it's, it's it has to really strike me, which is harder than ever these days to find things that strike I me. I feel like all the drama is the same now. And I'm constantly mm. trying to find ways to actually talk about somewhat meaningful shit it's hard it's it's becoming harder it, or if it's like too meaningful it's like too heavy yeah i can't do too heavy i yeah. need stuff to distract me from yeah. all the nasty things that are going on in the world right and i try not to talk about trump Ugh. i mean i can't because i'm not even a u.s american <laughs> so everyone's yeah. like you're not even a part of this country you can't vote and then when i say i don't want to share my opinion everyone's like but shouldn't you care you're from the uk we're your biggest ally so i can never win oh you can't win i can't no, win you're better off not talking about it you know i did this this topic old hollywood talk a segment on grants rants where we looked back at the rosie o'donnell trump feud yeah and that was a big challenge for me as a host because it was like how do we not make this political and rosie is just as obsessed with trump as trump is with himself and yeah it luckily was bad the, the, the arguments in the back and forth were balanced enough where it wasn't crazy but yeah. i mean it was just it's so petty and such nonsense but it was such a time to be alive can i just say something i hate on every motherfucking person on this podcast and having you here with so many opinions and so many insights that are not like, like her dress, like her lipstick. Oh, I'm not going to talk about any of that. No, but it makes yeah. me motivated to do this again. Like, I think like you've like sparked some motivation for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Half of it is just showing up and having an opinion. Yeah. But you know what? You have a brain too, which is very hard to find in LA. Yeah, okay. that's true. Thank you. That is true. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like talking to myself on some of these shows. <laughs> Before we get into the pop culture talk... I always do tip of the week and I need someone like you to provide us with a great, great tip. I never told anybody that because I'm such a good friend. Sure. You know, I have been going to therapy okay, and it's been really great just to like work through a few things. Again, life has just thrown a lot at me in the last couple of months. And so I'm trying to come out on the other side of all of this and just live a, a more purposeful, happier life. And with that, I've been learning, this is my tip, um, to for folks to read about self-talk. This costs you nothing. This isn't even anything you need to order. Yeah. This is something that you can really this is something you can read up, uh, read up on. Right. And um, self-talk is like, you know, if something's going to happen and you start to spin out of control, you're sitting in traffic or you're walking and it's just like you can see, it just spiral out. This is going to happen and this is going to happen. Then how the hell am I going to get out of this? And it's just changed my life personally with just trying to neutralize things. It's right. not always like something can be awful and I can be friggin' pissed off. And then it's mainly work-related stuff. And then I'm not trying to find that, like, the happiness in it or like, it's okay that someone screwed me over again. No. 
I'm just trying to get to a, a neutral place. So this is something I encourage people to look up. It'll just help you so much with just nonsense relationships. So this work. is a free tip. It's a free tip, people. And I've been Bye. learning this, and I read this in a book. And um, there's different practices you can do where you kind of draw a line down the middle and you write like that negative thought and then the counter thought. And it's just uh, I'm working. I'm new. I'm a young young person trying to like I feel like I'm a baby like relearning how to think. Right. But it is such a help, and it just gets you through. Uh, if there's someone that pisses you off at work or a part of the week that you dread, just give it your best shot and try to find that neutral place where you're like, okay, I know this is going to be unpleasant, but it's what's the worst thing that could happen? Let's just get through this and breathe through it. And another tip I will say is four, seven, eight. That is my breathing a technique. I don't know if you're, are you familiar with four, seven, eight? No, I'm high anxiety. Don't do it. I mean, I do stuff for it, but I'm not LA enough to like read about the meditations and things. So I'm very, I'm probably mm -hmm. more baby than you are. Well, I am just, yeah. I mean, I've been meditating for a while, but the, all this new way of thinking is like, I mean, like, I know I grew up East Coast, you know, like tough parents, like, you know, like you got to work. It's all about making money and just getting educated and nothing yeah. else matters. What's your 401k looking like? And I'm like, I'm like 19. I'm like, I don't know what it's looking like. So like now I'm unlearning a lot of that type of mentality, which has been really great. But four, seven, eight, I'll go back to that. So you breathe in for four, you hold for a count of seven, and then you breathe out for a count of eight. And they say, a doctor came up with this. They say, it really is like a reset. Right. And I do that a lot when I'm in like in the shower, like just like right. a me time. I recently started reading this book called The Daily Stoic and it's, oh wow, there you go, comfort zone right there with Luna. Um, it's a book, it's like a daily meditation about anything and it teaches you to come from a more neutral, less emotional place and approach things in that way. Um, I found that that is the most LA I've gotten. Like I yeah. found it super helpful, especially for me who's highly emotional and I'm very reactive towards things. It's helped me like take a step back and come from a more pragmatic, neutral, rational place. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was such an in-depth tip that I'm just going to go ahead and <laughs> tell you guys to read The Daily Stoic, yeah, which I found from, I should. yeah, like to you and all my people, it's a, it's a great tip. It's a book you can get on Amazon. I think you can also buy an audiobook so you can listen to your daily motivation in the car on your way to work. And, you know, I don't read it every single day, but when I am feeling down, I go to, the, it's dated. So I go to that specific date and, you know, it, 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 I'm not saying it fixes all my issues, but it does provide me with some perspective and motivation. Mm. And that is the most LA you're going to get out of me, uh. my friends, uh, despite all the beauty treatments, because I'm very, very on point when it comes to that. I do a lot of like yeah, skincare. I can't tips. help you there. I didn't have any. I was thinking. I was like, and you know, I like Baxter no. hair, Baxter Finley hair products. So like, I don't think that's anything to brag about. As much as I want to hate on all the celebrities, one thing I can't take away from them: they all look fabulous. And don't we all want that? Although I will say, some of the people. I don't know if you looked at this Grammys red carpet things. Uh, some, atrocious, and the and the SAG awards. Oh my I, I, goodness! Our um, stylists no longer thing. Maybe people. Maybe there's just too many. Like I'm using air quotes celebrities that just aren't good. Like A-listers would get a stylist, I would assume. You know what? A little black dress goes a long way. A classic Hollywood look goes a long way. You don't need to look like a fucking cartoon character at a red carpet. That's what I think. Channing Tatum defending Jesse J on social media. Again, a social media rant, which I think we've rarely seen Channing Tatum commenting on social media stuff. Mm. He's kind of a more discreet person in that aspect. And a lot, so he got back with Jesse J. What do you personally think about them together? I know that you I don't, don't care and you're not phased, but like. I don't follow them that closely, but. I mean, neither seems, do I. He seems to really be in defense of this. So he must really be into her, right? I mean, it must be the real deal. I know, but. Personally, I have found that when people get defensive over something, there's like an insecurity there. Well, maybe he's insecure that he got rid of Jenna. 
but this is what I nil. this is what I'm saying. So I'm gonna read the comments. Yes. I'm not very good at reading. I used to be very good when I did teleprompter stuff, but I'm out of practice. I don't this is his words. Okay. I don't usually address shit like this, but you but you seem as good as a you seem as good of a terrible, happy people, hating, thoughtless person as any of them. Didn't make sense to me. No, um, I, mean, I read that three times over. Terrible I, grammar. Terrible grammar. There's spelling mistakes, abbreviations. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, if you're gonna comment such a like long paragraph, at least maybe like just put it in a note in your phone and go over it and proofread. Yes. Proofread. Especially yeah. Especially if you're telling somebody off, you want to be real clear. You yeah. know, I've always got to make sure my message is loud and clear if I'm telling somebody off. If you want to have an <laughs> impact, you got to make it like understandable. Yes. Um, he carried on saying, why don't you seriously think about what you're sick doing? It's hurtful and I ain't about it. If you can't, if you can't not be a horrible, hateful Oh, it's a swear word. A person on my page and support the infinite and untouchable beauty and a woman that jesses. Please kindly get the fuck out of here. No one wants you here, especially me. And ain't nobody more. I can't with people. Ain't nobody. Ain't nobody more stunning and beautiful to look at, but even more as a human than Jess. And yeah, that in that includes my ex. Sorry about your opinion, but what I said is facts. Just facts. Okay. Bye bye. Careful. Careful with your action. It's what you create for yourself. And just to be super clear for the other people that love to turn shit around, Jenna is beautiful and amazing in her own right. But no, and I mean no one is more... She, he didn't say no one. I added no one to make this understandable. <laughs> but no, and I mean no is more beautiful or better than anyone else. Beauty isn't measurable. But you just measured it before by saying that no one is the one beautiful. Right. Whatever. Sh shut the fuck up. This whole Whatever. I don't much. even want to read the whole thing. It's a little much. And it's a bit annoying. And it's a bit hypocritical. I don't know, because I think about the, like things like this in comments, and sometimes I respond, most of the time. Yeah. And then other times I'm completely uninspired to be bothered. Yeah. And I'll see it, and I'm like, whatever, uh, whatever. Like, it depends what mood I'm in. I am surprised that he would give so much time to that. Yeah, so, so someone said that um, he looked better with Jenna. And to be honest, like, I'm not going to be a bitch, which I usually am, but I feel like I'm in a more neutral mood today. Jenna is more conventionally beautiful than Jessie J. Jessie J is definitely more of an unconventional beauty. She's more edgy with her fashion, with her makeup. You know, she's a little bit less feminine with the way that she speaks, which I think is cool. Like, I think it, it's better for someone like Channing Tatum, to be honest. I thought Jenna was maybe a little bit too vanilla for him. Mm -hmm. I was just very fascinated by this because he never really speaks up. Why would that be the right time for him to speak up? Right. I don't know why. It must have just struck him. It, it comes from a place from insecurity. Yeah. I think that their relationship is more is rockier than what he tries to like, you know, portray on his social media. He uploads photos of her like, you're such a beautiful creature of nature, whatever the mm -hmm. fuck he says. Justin Bieber made a post about this on his social media, which I really enjoyed. He posted a photo of his girl and he's like, I'm not doing this to prove anything to anyone. I just think it's so important for us as men to bring up our ladies and to make them feel like they're the only one, they're the only person we look at because they deserve it. And I think we should be more proud about our feelings and be mm -hmm. more vulnerable about our feelings. And I think despite all the negative feelings I may have had towards Justin Bieber, I think that is the more the best way to approach it when you do such like a social media post. I think that Channing Tatum came across very defensive and being defensive means, I to me, it comes from a place of insecurity. I don't know what to Most say. Most of the time, yeah. Have you seen that post of Justin Bieber's? No, I have. I don't follow him, to be honest with you. I'm fascinated by him because no one has the same life as him. He's got such right. a unique 
way of life. And it fascinates me to see like what kind of stuff he's willing to share on his social media. I might have to take a peek at it then. I think you should. Yeah, like I Haley never, Bieber. I never followed him. But really? What yeah. are your thoughts on Justin Bieber? I don't know. I mean, I heard, I was out last night and they were playing Yummy and I'm like, all right, like this is pretty generic. It's not a really good song. I no. have to say his album, What Do You Mean? I was so like yeah. obsessed with. I don't know. I, I, like, I, I lump him in the same category as the Demis of the world and the Britneys of the world where they just like, they came up so young and like, this is the only world that they know. So I feel like you've got to cut these people a little bit of slack because they've never like had to get a job at Walgreens or anything. I know, which is why you I know? love to read his insights and his Instagram yeah. posts now that it's not just like promotion. I think, we, I think religion really saved him because I feel like he was going down a weird path, but he's always been religious. So God, thank God for that. Thank God for that. And thank God he got married because I think it will bring some meaning. You don't always have to turn to like cults and religions to find meaning. You can also just like be in love with someone and just see what it's like to have like a like genuine unconditional right. feelings for someone which i think is good for him i hope they last going back to channing and even someone like bieber i mean like being with someone where you're both celebrities and in the public eye it must be really difficult because you have all these people in their teams and interests and travel i don't know how you can maintain like two people who are public figures who are like on all these projects i don't know how you can maintain a relationship yeah i can't i can barely maintain my own relationship and my schedule is definitely not as busy as theirs like i don't even have professionals running my schedule yeah that's what i'm saying like, I, I don't know how they do it have you found it hard for you in la to maintain a relationship oh yeah i talk about this a lot i'm not in any relationship now but i'm t even friendships yeah I yeah mean, it's tough like i texted a friend yesterday and i had not seen her since thanksgiving and was like you know it'd be great to get together and she's like well, i'm getting ready to move i'm with my boyfriend right now and i'm like but she's like maybe later i was like well i'm open so just let me know never heard from her again yeah the never thing i hear most again. from people in la is miss you you yeah. miss me, but I live yeah. around the corner from you. Make the I fucking know. time. Make the time. I know. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, like, I'm open. I can work with your schedule. I'm not telling her, well, I can only do six to eight. So if you could do it, then too bad. If you can't do it, too bad. Like I'm saying, like, you know, I would go over to the east side and visit her. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's frustrating because she, you know, we're, we're great when we're together. But um, to make that happen is weird. And you know what's weird, too? I don't know if you have these friends, but, like, you get together, you finally see each other. And then all of a sudden, it's like. Oh, I gotta go. Actually, I have this to do, and it's like the 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 outing ends so fast. I mean, I could I could speak about this for for days. There's so many things that bug me about the social life in LA, and I actually talk about this a lot. I will give people credit in the sense that everything here takes so long. Like even for it me does. to go get my nails done, it takes me like two hours. I Back believe home, it. It, it would it would take me like five minutes yeah. to get there, in and out, goodbye. But here, I don't know why everything takes so, it's so long. So inefficient. But just be honest and say, you know what, Grant, I can get together, but I got to split at eight o'clock. Yeah. Or I can the latest I can be here is like seven forty-five. Yeah. Versus like I'm in the middle of a conversation, I haven't seen you in four months, and all of a sudden are you gonna get up and go? Yeah. I, I feel like as a friend, I'm like, do, people do you want to be here? <laughs> people are always in a rush to leave, but they're always late to come see you. Yes. And when you see the Instagram stories, they're doing. Fuck all. And that is something that really bugs me. And also, I have another thing that I really want to have a little rant about. This isn't Grant's rant, but you know what? Let's get into it. I really have an issue now with people saying, can we meet for coffee? The thing is, I always overextend myself for people and I'm happy to help, but I just can't deal with people always like taking, 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 taking. Do you have a job for me? Can you, can you do this for me? I will do things for you, but just give me a call. Just call me and say, Deanna, I need this. Can you connect me with this person over email? 
don't have a pretend meeting like you're interested in me. You want to have coffee with me, but you just want something in return. Like I'd rather not waste my time. Yeah. Be more upfront about you wanting something from me rather than waste two hours of my day. Right. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. As someone who's out there networking, there's a fine line because you don't want to just be like, hey, do you have this and like not like at least expressive interest, but you got to get down to business too. You can't waste people's time. People who are successful don't need to fucking network. And if you feel the need to network, be upfront about your intentions and say, hi, I know we don't know each other very well. I know we're not great friends. I would really appreciate you doing me this favor if you have five minutes to CC me on an email. Be right. upfront. Yeah, I would appreciate everybody time on that. I would appreciate that more. And it takes me two seconds to CC you on an email. Right. Ask me. I'll fucking do it. Unless you're an asshole, then I won't. Speaking of things in LA, I haven't really watched it. So I, I come from a very ignorant place, but I did want to cover the new show Goop Lab on Netflix. Okay, yes. Have you watched it? I haven't. It doesn't appeal to it me It doesn't appeal all. to me at all, but I've read about it. I watched the, I, I've seen the ads for it. Did you watch it. the I first the, episode briefly? No, I watched the, the trailer and that was enough. Yeah. I could barely get through that. Yeah. Um, I love to goof on Gwyneth. I have a whole thing on my podcast every Christmas. We do the Goop gift guide, gift exchange. Oh my gosh, and tell me. And we go through the ridiculous of all the ridiculous, all the over the top expensive things like, you know, a $3,000 yurt for a Christmas gift gift like yeah who the hell is asking for this you must have talked about the vagina candle i don't think we did oh because my I don't know goodness if that was, i don't know if that was part of the christmas stuff i think it was after it's like a recent thing i think oh, it was only okay, like in, uh, in the last two weeks this smells like my vagina is a 75 dollar candle i'm rolling my eyes Yes. Yeah. No. And the, uh, the whole marketing behind it looks like she's standing in like a vagina. Like what's going on? She tried to make it as like an empowerment thing. You know, our vaginas and the smell is something that we're often shamed for as women. Okay. And I will agree with that. I've been shamed for having a vagina. When I look at Goop, I see this kind of like very exclusive, high-end, very sophisticated, but hipstery, LAE kind of mm -hmm. vibe. Yeah, and definitely. I think that she tried to use a tactic that it's very Kardashian-like with like a shock factor that is leading with sex. And I don't think it's super on brand for her. I know that she likes the shock factor, mm -hmm. but for me, it was too much of a Kardashian thing for her to do. And I think it kind of cheapens the brand. I think it kind of turns people off and, and pushes them away. For it's like, one of the best-selling things. Everyone was so intrigued to go buy the candle. I know. I'm just wondering, like, what kind of people who bought that? Because I feel like she could appear appeal to a more mass audience if she dials it back a little bit. That would be a little more relatable to, like, you know, women who don't live in the coastal elite cities and, and women who, you know, don't aren't you know, a single demographic who are, you know, super in one way, I don't know how to put it, like yeah. liberal minded women in big cities. Like, you know, I think the, the brand itself could appeal to more people if it wasn't so like out there, but that's her angle. I get it. Yeah. It, I mean, she branded it very well. I just think that this candle was a very clumsy move. People bought it out of curiosity. Was it something that people are going to be obsessed with so much that they're going to purchase again? No. So no. I appreciate the marketing strategy. It was covered in the press. Hell, we're talking about it. You want this in your house as a conversation piece, but it's not a conversation I want to have with guests in my house unless they're on a fucking podcast. So right. I just, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck are you trying to do? This is obviously PR for your new show on Netflix. And again, you know, I watched kind of the beginning of the first episode because mm -hmm. I didn't want to be completely talking about something that I knew nothing about. Right, right. In the first episode, they try psychedelics and, you know, they have this whole experience with a healer, you know, very LA, Hollywood, California. They try to bring that like 
very hipster kind of boho chic aspect to things. And, you know, they try to do yoga in the snow, jumping into freezing water. There was a part where someone got really affected by, you know, the, the psychedelics and start crying and start having this whole, but it defeats the purpose of Netflix for me. I watch Netflix to for pure enjoyment. I want to see a fun show with some drama or I mm-hmm. want you know, a 13 reasons why, where I learned something, but I'm still enjoying the story and I'm on the edge of my of, of my seat wanting to know the rest. But at the same time, I want to watch Selling Sunset and know what these bitches right, in right, real estate right. are doing in LA. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. that is what Netflix is to me. I don't like to be sold to. So that's what I don't like. Like if yeah. this is like goop, like you can purchase this on the website type stuff. I don't enjoy that. Is it more lifestyle focused? It, well, because you're talking it's about lifestyle focused. Yep. But to be able to go to a healer like this or take psychedelics, mm-hmm. it will cost you hundreds of dollars. Right. And you know, I prefer a life hack than like selling me on like super expensive things that I do not need. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think what she's trying to do is show that some things that were frowned upon in society before should be, you know, accepted and should be embraced because they can really help you. Right. I guess someone would find it interesting. But for me, the experience of like that woman you mentioned who had the experience in the psychedelics and, you know, kind of tripped out, like that's very personal. Like in meditation, you can do a certain thing called breath work and that can really open up different emotions and stuff like that. I don't really know if that's something that I would personally want like recorded. I think it's personal. because It's like, a personal you're thing. You're finding things like deep in your soul and you're releasing certain childhood trauma and things like... I don't know. I to me, as someone who's watching it as like a voyeur at home watching Netflix, I wouldn't enjoy it. I, it's not my thing. Yeah, it's too it's personal. I want to be entertained. Me. Whether it's through a documentary that is like so interesting, or a, sh- a reality show with drama, or a, a, a drama TV show with a plot mm-hmm. twist, I do still want some form of entertainment. And this was not it to me. Yep. Also, not to mention that you know, for Goop, that is a brand about well-being and lifestyle and wellness. It made me anxious to watch this. I was like, I do not want to watch. I don't want to yeah. see the rest of this. I want to watch it to cover it maybe on a podcast. Right. But not for my own personal enjoyment. Now, they'd never do it. But what they should do, if they wanted to really do the Goop Lab, they would pull in all the ridiculous things she's had on the list over the years and explore them. That's what I would love to see her do because it'd be like all nonsense. It would yeah. Be, it would be entertaining in that yeah. aspect because it would be like... Why would anyone spend $8,000 like to get like a gold, I don't know, like eyebrow lift? Like, I don't know what, they, I'm just making it up. No, but yes, but exactly. I, like, show us what that is and let's see how ridiculous it is and like who's really and doing also, it. And also, what is the thought process behind handpicking, selecting these items? Right. And why are you recommending them to people? Yeah. Share your experience with this item. Show me something. See, show me your earnest. life at home. She's taking it too seriously where it's like, you know, it's you a do business this transaction. And you do it. Yeah, it's just, it's being too, taken too seriously. For me, the Goop brand is kind of a goof. It's like, you know, goop, for, goof. Yeah, it's definitely for like that Brentwood mom who's got money to burn and it's like, what's Gwyneth got on her website today? Like, I'll try it. Like, it's a very select group of like yeah. women, I believe, who are like, open to that and the rest of us are just kind of laughing on the side like can you believe someone would spend this much money on a yurt or this someone would buy a we had, we were talking about it on my podcast like a thirty three thousand dollar like gold fire extinguisher yeah like who's buying it and why and what's so great about it i feel like it's kind of i like watching the housewives because as unrelatable as it is there is a part that is super enjoyable and that just entertains me and makes me laugh. She's trying to rationalize this. Yes. And it really 
fucking bugs me. Give me an expensive hack. For example, I said before my podcast, I spent a shit ton of money on this new Prada bag. Listen, this little black Prada bag was expensive, but I can wear it with anything. When I wear it with my Zara jeans and my mm -hmm. Zara trainers, it elevates your outfit to the point where I don't need to buy a dress. I don't need to buy this jacket. I don't need to buy all these things. And it's a one-time purchase. Yes. So yes, it is an ostentatious purchase, but can it save you in other aspects of your life and make dressing yourself easier? Right. Yes. I can relate to that for, as a man uh, buying a good, good pair of shoes. You know, you could wear with jeans, you could wear yeah. with Zara pants, you could wear with a t-shirt. Yes. You know, but it makes a big difference. It's an investment that's flexible. Like you said, you can wear yeah. with anything. Yeah. That, that's the stuff that people can relate to. Exactly. You know, unless if, again, they want to make it entertaining, kind of a goof, and just show these ridiculous products. But I know they, Gwyneth takes it too seriously. She'll too seriously. never, she'll do the vagina candle because she'll get pressed, but I'm sure she's not going to laugh at that. You know, no. because that's something that's part of the brand. Yeah. So and she tried to rationalize it by, you know, saying we're being shamed as women, our vaginas. But, you know, r run a charity, run a, run a right. campaign, do something she more meaningful. She knows that she's going to get clowns for that. A hundred percent. Yeah. People aren't going to take that seriously. This relates to my next point. Have you seen the Julianne Huff oh, I video? Did. I did. Another thing that was too personal to share. Are you a fan of Julianne Huff? Um... You know, I always wondered if she got with Ryan Seacrest just for the, the media attention because she really wasn't anybody. If you didn't watch Dancing with the Stars, you wouldn't know who she was at the time. 100%. Then she got with Ryan Seacrest, and ever since then, she's been launched into all these places. She must have gotten a good crop of agents, a good manager. So she's all set. Um, she got what she needed out of that transaction, uh, allegedly. To me, I don't watch America's Got Talent. I don't watch anything that she's on. I, I do believe that she has a lot of talent. But to me, she appeals to like a more middle America, all-American crowd. So to see that she would do the exorcism-type video, I don't know what that was, but um, whatever she was doing in the video, um, I think it's going to um, kind of freak some people out, especially, yeah. you know, work of a conservative audience. What's made me laugh, actually, that I really wanted to talk about was um, Stasi Froda from Vanderpump Rules, because you watch, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I watch and stalk, by the way, and, like, research. Do you know she lives, like, right around here? I mean, not anymore. She not bought a anymore. house. Yeah, not anymore. I know. But, yeah. but what really made me laugh was Stasi commented on this saying what the actual... And my friend Heather McMahon commented on that. She was like, Satan's coming out of her butthole. You know, what the actual fuck was that? But didn't you see last season on Vanderpump Rules? She went to like a witch to... Oh, yes. yes. Exorcism. I mean, not really, but she kind of did something similar to get all of her, like a sort of healing to get all of her negative energies out of her. So mm -hmm. I think that when Hollywood is too Hollywood is when you frown upon it and you're like, this is bullshit, but then you go and do it mm -hmm. yourself. Yeah. And that is when you know you are too Hollywood for Hollywood. And I think right. Stasi Schroeder has reached this level. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, look, I think if someone came to her and offered her an opportunity to go with, with that man and do the process, she'd take it. But she's not a super like self-help person. She doesn't really go to spas. She said it in her book. She does. She's not someone who's super into meditation. Mm -hmm. But if she's going to criticize it, she's still gone and done it. Right, I think right, that you're right. not at the level where you're too Hollywood for Hollywood when you kind of take it with a pinch of salt, you don't insult it, you think it's funny, you'll go and try it if you can, but to go out of your way to critique, but then to go do it mm -hmm. yourself 
is hypocritical, number one, and it's just too Hollywood for Hollywood in my books. Maybe I'm wrong. I get it. I'm going to get so much hate for this, but... You know, a lot of people say that um, this is also Julianne Huff's way of showing to the public in a subtle way that she's working through her issues with her husband because there oh, are so yeah. many things in the press saying that their relationship is rocky. Let me tell you something. Every fucking relationship in the world is rocky, but especially in Hollywood. Exactly. I wasn't surprised to see that at all. Yeah. And it's like... Oh, another thing. I mean, I'm not that, I'm just not that invested in her. Like, I don't care if she, there's no stakes for me if she gets rid of the husband or not, or whoever he is. Are they even married? I don't even know. I don't even think they're going to last. I don't think anyone is going to last. It I think, seem like I it. think, you know, Justin and Jessica Biel are going to break up in no time. Yeah, that's talk, not about, that I talk wish. about rocky. Yeah, very publicly rocky. That's the thing. Publicly rocky, but I thought that even before that whole scandal. I just mm. think relationships are so hard, especially nowadays. Let alone if we're both in the public eye and everyone was like trying right. to dig into like what we're doing. And well, it goes back to what I was saying about these celebrities being in relationships. Like not only that, but like so you're dealing with like real life stuff. Like you disagree, but also t- t- tack on that you've got to be in Vancouver and he's got to be you know in Miami, and then you'll have one night together in Vegas and then how do you work through anything you know what I mean I don't know I think every relationship is just doomed in this world yeah I really do and this is making me want to move out of LA I will I I actually with all my (laughs) self-reflection I really have not found I've not really seen a healthy marriage so to me personally Victoria Beckham and David Beckham (laughs) but they're English and they have those but I speak about this all the time personal life too I mean just like you know people like everyday people who cash checks and go to a, a private house or an apartment i just haven't seen so i don't know personally if i believe in marriage because i just haven't seen a successful and healthy one i'm very mm-hmm. cynical about the whole thing at this point but yeah. i do think that victoria beckham and david beckham have an awesome marriage and are great to their kids and i do think that it's those english values that they have i think it's still important to have some values and I think that if values align a a relationship is possible yeah I do too especially if you're gonna like raise a family you have to have a collective you know moral code and compass for these things yeah I think it it can only help in most cases if you agree with each other's values you know if you don't then you're doomed on that end too yeah like you know especially if you're gonna argue about how to raise kids and all that this is all stuff I know nothing about last question to you do you think a real unconditional love relationship is possible in Hollywood honestly on a once in a blue moon I mean every once in a while I was looking at a list of relationships of people and marriages people who are married 50 years 20 years um, you know, the, the, they they exist. I don't know how happy these people are. But it seems like some are more than others. I think it's possible, but it's very it, unlikely. It's, it's, yeah, the chances are so stacked against you that it's like, you know, an odd thing if you're married for over 20 years. I don't know if I would want to put myself in that position because I feel like you're just doomed. I, I feel I, I I feel very cynical about the yeah. whole thing, as I said. But if you have similar values and you have like a perspective that's very similar, where you're like, we're not gonna get caught up in all this nonsense, like that. But you're gonna be on the same page. These younger relationships, like someone like Bieber and the other one, Haley, like. I don't know if they're going to be able to rise above all of it. They might be able to grow together, which is something that Hopefully, you, you I hope for them. You can't, the one thing that you can't take away from younger relationships is that there's the opportunity to grow together. Yeah. When you're older, it's harder to grow with someone when you've already established yourself as a <laughs> human. But hey, look at Heidi and Spencer and they're still together. So what do I know? It literally <laughs> proves everything, proves us all wrong. I know, I know. But who knows how long that'll last still. 
I don't you know. never they seem, know. They seem pretty committed. They, they she, seem rock solid. She looks solid. great, by the way. Can I just say that she looks great? I know people have hated on Heidi Have you, have you so seen long. her TikTok? She's funny as fuck. I enjoy her. I enjoy him. They're just they're, they're just like two cartoon characters. I think she's too crazy with the whole motherhood thing, which I've seen on The Hills. But I I respect, the, you know, the long-lasting marriage. Yeah. The rock-solid relationship. Yeah. I know. And this is the perfect example of people holding similar values and being able to overcome all this bullshit. Mm. It was so such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Oh, thank you. Oh my God, it's already wrapping up. This was a very serious, very like psychological episode <laughs> for me. I love it. I hope it was fun for those listening and not too, too serious because we are here to have a good time. So we yeah. are. It was great. Yeah. It was fun. Can you tell everyone where they can find you? Please do your plug, obviously. Well, I'd love it if you give me a shot. I do talk about a lot of reality TV, the real housewives, and a little bit of my perspective on things. I don't, I do not have a popular opinion. So that's kind of like a new angle, to be honest with you, on Grant's Rants Hollywood Talk podcast because there are so many podcasts talking about the same thing. But if you want to get a different perspective and maybe on the other side of the argument, some some people aren't open to it. They only want to hear other people talk about yeah. what they the same opinion. But if you want to hear another side, maybe you'll agree, maybe you won't. Grants Rants Hollywood Talk Podcast. You can find it wherever you can find this lovely podcast and give it a shot. If you want to find me on Instagram, it's at it's Grants Rants, I-T-S Grants Rants, but the, I'd love for you to find me on the podcast. And we're going to have you on Grants Rants, so you can find that episode right now too. Yes, go listen to me on Grants Rants. So many rants to share with you. <laughs> 